All right, so it is that one up there. Now the big thing is, which microphone is it hearing? Hearing? Is it hearing this? Is it hearing this? I think it's. I think it's listening through the computer. Let's see. Just the. Oh. Um, see. Wow, Apple laptop getting fancy over there. Okay, um, I don't see the chat coming up here. I think you gotta click the little thing to make it. Not that, but the um, the top chat that's over there. Oh, top chat, live chat. There, there they are. And so. Um. Okay. Uh, welcome to us figuring out this <laughs> MacBook that was given to us by. Um. Justin Lowe's. I don't know if it's listening listening to these mics because I don't know Apple products. I mean, I have an iPhone, but that's it. So I'm going to be using the tablet here to try to figure things out. I know there was one super chat that went up, but... Um, says you sound fine. Something along those lines. Yeah, there's one super chat that said thought on last night's State of the Union. I don't, I don't watch it. Yeah, I'm no, off no, politics I, for a good long while. No, I, but I, thank you for your donation. Uh, I don't think you could actually pay me to care about politics stuff. Yeah, actually, like, yeah, but yeah, I guess BMW, my channel. Yeah, people said audio sounds fine, but um, um, I have to find out which Mac, which uh, Mac, which. All right, I have the volume turned up here. I guess it is. I guess it is. Doesn't your cream puff deserve a garage like this? I'm going to tap the computer. 
Yeah, it's listening through the uh, it's listening through the computer, which doesn't sound bad. No, it doesn't sound bad at all. Um, I need to find out how to make this analog mixer work with this computer, and I don't know how because I know PCs, and and when I looked in here, uh, okay, first of all, it doesn't have a microphone in on these. It just has USBs and a and a and a headphone jack. So um, I have the Zoom H4 down here plugged into a USB port here. So it can work as an audio in and out. But boot camp, people are saying boot camp. Get an external audio card. Oh, so I got to buy, like, is it is this the whole thing with Max? Is that everything's an add-on? Yep, pretty much. Headphone jack is TTRS. Don't know what that means. The headphone jack on that is a combo in and out, so you have to tell it to work as an in and out in the settings. Oh, okay. Zoom can be detected as an audio device. Okay. So... Um, Macintosh software update sound. Okay. Input internal microphone built in. Yeah. Yeah. And it recognizes the webcam out there as a microphone, but it doesn't see like like audio in jack as a microphone output input maybe this maybe this extension here doesn't let it enable you should have all the hardware you need just enable it through settings right but this is all this macintosh is foreign to me it's like everything's familiar but different Okay, the Zoom's plugged in through a USB input, but it's not appearing here. This, this, this would take like a whole afternoon for me to learn uh, Apple's interface. Might need to download software. I mean, I mean, thanks for your. Uh, your um your suggestions. I think the laptop mic is just fine. Just buy just buy something after a stream. We'll worry about it later. Power up the Zoom after connection. Yeah, the Zoom is plugged on and it's turned on. And the Zoom here is what these the Zoom does hear what the mics are saying, and the Zoom is plugged into the computer via USB. Which Zoom is it? It's the H4. It's the original one. Zoom screen will give you the option. Okay. Input menu, USB, it says now recording, so I have to stop it. USB, USB, audio in and out and connect to PC. Now connecting PC. I think... 
with the USB connect, it just, uh, it just appears as a, a drive. You sound like a robot right now. Oh man. Use ambient noise reduction. What happens if I turn that off? Sound better or worse? Now, nah, don't boot camp. The native Vitor OSX is much better for audio pro processing. Worth figuring out. All right, the Zoom is still trying. Sounds very noisy now. Okay, turning on noise reduction. Let's see. Let's see. Voice. You sound fine. Must be the guy's connection. Seems all fine in mind. Right, because I'm hovering over the computer. Would you have no tongue for a tongue for a nose? All right. So what we're going to do is we're just going to have the podcast. Um, like the people on YouTube are going to be able to hear. The audio gets really crummy when you f with the thing in your hand. Yeah, that's the that's the zoom. All right. So the people who are going to be listening on, if you power cycle the zoom while it's plugged into the USB, it will come up in the devices menu. Okay. Let's see if that works. Oh uh, yeah. Let's see. 1983 Hearst Oldsmobile, 56,000 original miles, garage kept, never driven in snow, $20,000. Okay, hey. I'm turning off the Zoom. Okay, unplugging the Zoom, plugging the Zoom in, plugging the Zoom on. Zoom is turning on. Zoom is on standby. Um, nothing. Go again to settings. Sound. Nope, doesn't appear. So the people who will be listening uh, the people who will be listening uh, uh, in on iTunes are gonna get the are gonna get the good audio, the ones that are coming out of the mics. but since I don't know how to hook this all up to the laptop, um, YouTube is gonna have to make do with the audio that's in the Macintosh's uh, microphone, which apparently is pretty good according to them. Yeah, well, life. Yeah. Uh, um, so let's uh, let's uh, get the show on the road. Yeah, there was two. Yeah. Oh, oh, welcome to the RCR podcast. It's number fifty-six, the Lemons Rally. I am Nick. I'm Brian, but I didn't press record yet. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> I just wanted to queue up the super chats on the tablet so I don't forget them. Hmm. All right, so the first one, the two one, I, I I did one, and the next one is my poop comes from my butt. I'm gonna go get a drink, and I'm gonna mix myself a drink because I bought gin. So 
I, want, I wonder if, like, with this, the uh, hey, can I make the screen brighter? That's all the brighter it gets, huh? That doesn't do anything at all. Hmm. Max, I'm making the screen brighter, but it's oh, disk not ejected properly. H24ST disconnected before turning off. Well, I guess it read it as a as a. Yeah, but but someone else said you can you can you can change this dual use three and a half three and a three point five millimeter jack to be an input jack. But how do you do that? Again, stuff to figure out later. I'm going to go get a drink. I'm going to put my fashionable glasses on, and then I'll press record on the Zoom. And then I'm going to play a game with the people while you're doing that. See, I got an auto-locator from the Dunkin' Donuts on my way over, and it has a trivia section on cars because reasons. So, um, and also, I guess this will take the place of the weird Jeopardy live streams that I've been doing on my social media pages for no loving reason. So let's see. Jim Rockford from the Rockford Files cruised what 1970s car? Was it A, a Dodge Challenger, B, a Ford Mustang, C, a Pontiac Firebird, or D, a Chevy Camaro? I'll give you five seconds. Four, three, two, one. And the answer is Firebird. Uh, very good to, um, you know, uh, let me, let me see. I didn't even see who all got it right. Uh, my daily upload, Aaron Hyman, Tony Kirk, oh wait, no, Tony didn't put that, but Hey, it's still good. Um, let's see. Holy modified car, Batman. What was the make and model of the 1960s TV Batmobile? Was it a, a Lincoln Futura, Futura, B, a Ford Thunderbird? C, Cadillac DeVille, or D, a Ford Galaxy? Four, three, two, and one. And the answer there would be a Lincoln Futura, Futura, whatever. Uh, so yes, moving on. The Duke boys ran from law in what famous model named the General Lee? Was it A, the Dodge Challenger, which is spelled wrong. They put the uh, like C-H-A-L-L-A-N-G-E-R. A, Dodge Challenger, B, Dodge Charger, C, Dodge Demon, or D, Dodge Duster. Try saying that five times fast. Yeesh. Yeah, everybody got that. It's a Charger. <laughs> um, yeah. That's, uh, or wait, no, not a Charger. Yeah, yeah, Charger. Wait, why, what? I'm losing my mind here because of the whole lettering system. Let's see. Um, in the movie Gone in 60 Seconds, Nicolas Cage could not get away with Eleanor no matter how hard he tried. What kind of car was she? Was she A, a Chevy Camaro, B, Pontiac Firebird, C, Plymouth Cuda, or D, a Ford Mustang? Okay, what do you say? What do you say? And the answer is D, Ford Mustang. Uh... And then, let's see, Stephen King's Cujo was a great book, but was also made into a movie. 
What type of car did the mom and small son get stuck in at the farm? Was it a Chevy Vega, a Yugo, a Ford Pinto, or an AMC Pacer? So, yeah. Uh, and the answer to that one is a Pinto. See, I never actually saw Cujo or read the book. So it's just, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, what make and model was Cold Trickle driving in the stock car movie Days of Thunder? Uh, was it a Buick Delta 88, Ford Thunderbird, Chevy Lumina, or Pontiac Grand Am? Four, three, two, and one. The answer is the Lumina. Ah. And last but not least... Wayne and Garth drove this light blue compact car yeah. to the Alice Cooper concert in Wayne's World. Was I it the Vega, one. the Gremlin, the Pacer, or the Pinto? It's the Pacer, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did that one without looking at the answer because it has been like a century since I've seen Wayne's World. But yeah, I just got an auto locator. So it's kind of weird. Like they have this ad for this place called blues brothers used car sales. Mm. And they even have like, you know, a silhouette of a John Belushi type playing yeah. the, the, the Trump trumpet. Yeah. The, the, he said not knowing brass instruments. So yeah, life is weird. And so is earth. Are you ready to hold for sound? Yes, I am. Here we go. Hey, welcome to RCR Podcast number 56, The Lemons Rally. I'm Nick. I'm Brian. And Brian has just made it back mm -hmm. from a successful, his first uh, ever Lemons yeah. Rally. And it was in a Yugo. 1988 Yugo GV. And the GV, not kidding, stands for great value. Really? Really. That, that's, what, that's what they were called. Huh. There that, is... There is the make and model number of those cars were the same. You go. That is, huh. That is an interesting thing. I mean, as I was following along on your journey on social media, I was under the impression that this entire experience was basically hell on earth. Well, not hell on earth, but it was one sort of incidental hardship after another that sort of stack on top of each other like a Jenga tower. Like first there was the oil thing. Yeah. And then there was the phone breaking. Oh then, my uh, God. <laughs> I I'm going to feel bad for that for a while. Like the same guy who gave us this MacBook, I broke his phone. Like two days later after he gave this to what happened was Water was collecting in the rubber footwells of the Yugo because you're getting in and out of this car in the snow. Yeah. And he is a Google Pixel, and that is a USB-C. Oh, like mine. Yeah. Yeah. And a USB-C input is like a little cup. Like if you look, you can look into it. Yeah. And water collected in there. And I looked at it. I wiped it off on my pants. I blew into it. And I'm like, good enough, plug it in. 20 minutes later, his phone's smoking. <clears throat> so I didn't get all the water out. <clears throat> and uh, so his phone didn't break. 
but the charging port was fried. Mm. And he had like 30% left. So the solution, what you do is you go to a Best Buy and get one of those charging mats that you lay it down onto it and mm. it'll charge the phone that way. Like I have one of those because it came with this phone and uh, you lay it down. Well, I mean, you plug it in like a normal uh, charge cable. Yeah. And then you just put the phone on top of it. You, it's got to be aligned with the battery somehow, and then it just starts charging. And uh -huh. it's very nice, and it's a useful thing to have. Does your port on here still have to work? Uh, no. Um, uh. Because I didn't have um, – well, actually, I don't know that because I've never actually tested it. But I don't think that the port being fried necessarily means that the battery is boned. You know? Mm. It's kind of a – he had an original Google Pixel, and I don't know if they had. Oh, to get that out, you had to like press the. Down. Never mind. I'm yeah, just yeah, fucking yeah. my stuff. Um, the um, he. Oh wait. He uh. He said he his can't do wireless charging like the original Google Pixel couldn't do that. Huh. The newer ones can. I don't know. That's strange. You know what I do, or what used to do when I used to get water in the little charging point port instead mm. of blowing i would suck oh. <laughs> so i would just go because it's like who walks around with a bag of rice right <laughs> I don't have a bag of rice lying around and plus i don't know what the doctor orders for bag of rice like how long do you leave it in there is it like cooking a turkey where you leave it in for per ounce of water that got into it you know where it's just I, who knows how technology works but yeah, it seemed like an adventure, even though for the most part it seemed like it was colder than first half was. Yeah, yeah. in the polar vortex, the Yugo uh, starts okay in the in the cold, but once it comes up to temperature, that heater that's on there was amazing. I'm taking off my coat; it was great inside that car. Huh. It was warm inside that little Yugo, and um. People have heard me say this before, but the most amazing thing about the Yugo's heater is that it will work even if the electric motor will stop working. Hmm. You know, the little like the fan that just blows air on you. If yeah. that motor fails, all heating controls will still work <laughs> because the way they design that heater is when you look at the front of a Yugo, you see this hood scoop off to the passenger side and you think that must be an air intake. And like, yeah, yeah it's an air intake, but not for the engine. That's for the um, heater core. So as the car moves through the air, air is sucked. Air is, it's, it scoops air into the HVAC system. A very rudimentary thing. So as long as the car is moving through the air, as long as the car as long as the car can move, air comes through the heating ducts, huh. and they're so they're always on. <laughs> um, um, air is always coming through them. So you just adjust the heat and the, the ambient heat and the heat heat because. I'd have to show you there. There's three levers on the heating controls. There's no the and and the fan speed is over by the driver, so which is right. Yeah. It's nowhere near. <laughs> All that is is a switch that controls a little squirrel cage in there that blows fans mm -hmm. in, that blows air in. The you have a slider on top for red. You have a slider below that for blue. Two separate ones and a slider below that whose only symbol is uh, the defrost, front defrost. Huh. So, okay. The very finest in Eastern European. <laughs> 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 the, 
the height of Serbia, 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 Croatian technology, as said by said by Dan Aykroyd in in uh, Dragnet, <laughs> because they were given a Yugo in in that movie at, at one point. Ooh, never saw it. Uh, in like the bottom slider on a Yugo, you slide it all the way to the left, make sure to froster. Hmm. And the more you slide it to the right, the more air comes down through your feet. Hmm. The two, only two vents for the upper, like for your face, hmm. are in the center of the dash, like right above the radio, and they are always on. The only way to stop air coming out of them is to slide that little slider down that blocks it. Hmm. If the no, no matter if the defroster is on or the or your foot or the air is coming out around your feet, the ones in the center are independent of everything else. Huh. This all seems so counterintuitive. Yes. To <laughs> the, the, I mean, it's weird enough to go on a lemons rally in the first place mm -hmm. in the sense that invariably what you're going to be driving is going to be something that probably shouldn't be out there. Oh yeah. But also now on top of it, you're driving something that doesn't really make sense that no. you're almost relearning where everything is because it's not where it's supposed to be. It's kind of this, you know, a, a, a an abstract artwork rendition of a car. Mm -hmm. The, when you get, uh, I wonder if that's a bad conversationalist thing that I do. Like you, you made a comment. I didn't add to it. And then I just went back to my original story. Yeah. I do that all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't really notice that you do it. Okay. <laughs> if, you, if that is something that you do with any regularity, oh. because I honestly don't know. Hmm. I figure this is just kind of, cause this is kind of what the flow of our conversations usually are. Even if we're not on mic mm -hmm. is that, you know, sometimes we volley off of each other, but other times, you know, we're just sort of, not racing to the point we want mm. to make, but the point we want to make remains in our head, even when the other person's talking. And it mm. doesn't mean we're not paying attention. Right. It just means that part of it is, you know, it's in flux, I guess, for lack of mm. a better term. Uh, yes, you are right. My daily upload, uh, the Yugo is a copy of the Fiat 127. Mm. Uh, some people put the hot Fiat engine into the Yugo. That's mm. a thing to do. Our, the, the engine in our Yugo was a 1.1 liter, huh. 52 horsepower. Yeah. We were running a carburetor out of a 1985 Ford Escort. That was really meant for a 1.6 liter, so we had probably better fueling, better air coming into ours. I say ours because there was another Yugo on the rally that won an award. It was just judge's choice. Uh. It was a red Yugo, the GVX the top of the line one for the United States. That one had a five-speed manual transmission as opposed to ours, which was four. And that I think had a 1.3 or 1.4 liter engine, whereas we had a 1.1. They also had alloy wheels uh, as opposed to our stamped ones. <laughs> um, but ours was in better condition than theirs. They ran their tires down to the cords. Ew. Like they had bad, they had like used tires to begin with. And by the end they had like positive camber <laughs> on it. The wheels were pointing inward. <laughs> It was a nasty ass car. Uh, they had a spare wheel though, and we didn't. So. Oh, so if worse came to worse, it's you know, let go and let God type mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah. Uh, the spare wheel, like the Subaru Leon, uh, or, the, or excuse me, the Subaru Loyal, is housed within the engine bay. Hmm. There's room there. 
<laughs> the engine's smaller than the than a wheel. So, yeah. um, what was I talking about? What were we talking about? Lemons. I, I forget where I was going with this, other than just talking about the Yugo. Well, I, what do you think was the most difficult part of the rally? Keeping up with traffic. Uh, because this car strained to go 65. Ugh. We got it up to a GPS 85 miles an hour. It felt like the engine was going to fly out of the hood. Mm. <laughs> uh, it, it's This car was meant for... It was meant for Eastern Europe to trundle along back roads at 50 miles an hour. Yeah. That's what it was meant to do. It wasn't meant for American highways. It was the cheapest car in the United States when it sold with an MSRP of $3,595 huh. in 1985. So you can do the, or I, can do the I can do the conversion. Yeah. I, well, no, I can't do math to save my life. I would have to look it up in one of those conversion calculators. People in the comments can go to the inflation calculator, type in $3,595 in 1985 money and then you'll find out how much this car really sold for new yeah as someone born in 1985 i imagine it would appreciate in value more than i have uh yeah, yeah. yeah. justin lowe said a yugo it remains one of the best dollar for dollar values because it's worth about the same now as it was then <laughs> to collectors you get what you pay for yeah if it ain't broke break it uh, people are saying set one guy says seven to eight thousand dollars, probably 30k. No, no way, it would be that eight thousand dollars, eight thousand five hundred dollars, eight thousand one hundred sixty seven dollars. So, a new car for for three thousand more than yours. <laughs> a new car that's that's <laughs> rich that got you no radio. I don't think it gave you a radio, either it did or it didn't give you a radio. I mean, that's kind of you know. <laughs> It's it's like an eighties thing of European car, well yeah European cars of like we're not going to give you these amenities we no. gotta we gotta upsell you on them because you're just getting a yeah see radio was, was an, an option. option it's just air like conditioning these, was an option we didn't have air conditioning yeah well yeah. Um, um anyway yeah um uh, other hard things were. Yeah, I wanted to, you wanted to, the Lemons Rally is less about the cars and more about the camaraderie that we're all in this stupid adventure together, yeah. help each other out, but we're at the back of the pack, just <laughs> getting passed by the candy, there was the candy van, like yeah. the free candy van. <laughs> um, the guys in the other you go, they got up earlier in the morning. Some of these people were getting up at 5 a.m. every <clears throat> every day, which is ugh. Yeah, the, the team with Steph Schrader, uh, my friend Tom, and my friend Dieter. Um, they oh, were, yeah, they were saying that they, you drove their... Uh, the, 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 the turtle van. Yeah. Yeah, which was fantastic. I for, like I followed them on social media, but all the their pictures were from inside the car, so I didn't actually know what they were driving. They were driving a slab. <laughs> a Chevy Caprice with uh, poke wheels. And uh, they they didn't have a trunk popper, but they did have a fake LCD screen in the back. Huh. As you do with slabs, you open the back and there would be, you know, like, so bitch or something <laughs> appearing. But they, theirs just said rolling on bath salts. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous. 
Um, no, that's a good at the, crew. At the end of the video, you see what's his name? Who, who is? There was one guy on Steph's trade, uh, the big guy who was calling himself Florida Man. Um, that was probably Tom. Okay, uh, I'm guessing he's um, uh, he's standing on the hood of the Caprice at the end of the at the end of my video. Huh. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's weird because I haven't seen those guys in like a year, but I still talk to Dieter uh, on Facebook sometimes, and he's a really good guy because he got me on. Well, he's one of the my whiskey guys of like, oh, okay. who I ask for whiskey recommendations. Okay, so it's uh, one of those things, but. How often did you encounter people like the other teams? Every other, every other uh, checkpoint, but, like someone would be there. But like on the road, yeah, would you ever, once a day, yeah. we'd see somebody and he, 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 we hit the little horn on the Yugo, and there they go. Okay, okay, bye. You know, there they go. They're making time. We're here doing sixty-three. I wonder how much of that has to do with the amount of people in the car. Like, if you had one fewer person. Oh yeah, there person. there was a time where I was riding riding with Ivan in his Mercedes uh, diesel SUV, and there was a notable performance increase from the Yugo. <laughs> like, has one has one person. It has just the driver, not the passenger. And then it moved pretty good. The um, uh, kind is tomorrow. Tomorrow's Thursday. Yeah, I kind of want to go. I'm already thinking about next year. Yeah, <laughs> and buying a stupid. There's a guy in Lidit selling an El Camino Ooh. with an LS in it for five grand. I kind of want to go look at it tomorrow. That's an investment. Um, <laughs> drive the Evo Nine over there. Okay, that's the next thing. Um, oh yeah, of so people probably saw that. I, I made a quick post about two hours ago from my parents' house. Um, I have our very first press car. It is a two. It is the 2006 Mitsubishi Lancer Evolution 9 MR that we reviewed a few weeks ago. That is, that's quite a first press car. I mean, we've been doing this for five years. Nobody wanted us to give us give us a give us a press loaner. No. I mean, I mean, yes, I suppose the Kia Forte when I went out there was a press car, but it was a press junket. It wasn't mine to take home to mess with. So it's been one day, and, and this Evo 9 is my car because my Subaru is back at the shop, back at Prime. So uh, this is how I'm getting around. I'm sure not driving the Falcon. Um, Falcon Cedar doesn't really work in this weather. So... Um, things I've learned so far. One, it's really low. You have to dodge the potholes. Two, you have to worry about driveways. Three, because the car is lowered, now the headlights are lowered, which mm. means your headlights don't shine as far. Huh. They shine more at the road. Two, like the car has been lowered two, or th two inches, but that means two inches means like two feet. Yeah. Uh, like farther away so i'm like driving at night you know and traffic like i can't see shit yeah i was having that trouble coming here with the weather being what it is because it was raining a decent mm -hmm. amount and i had to put my brights on even though it's like why are you it's, i don't know i've never had this problem before coming here because huh. normally the roads are better lit than this but i was the only person on the road mm -hmm. and so when you're on a long stretch of desolate nothing mm -hmm. you know you just don't see anything because you're kind of i didn't realize how much i relied on other drivers to help illuminate the path right because when you drive on the turnpike like when we're coming back from uh 
uh, the Philly airport. Um, all the lines on the road and the Jersey barriers on either side have reflective paint on it. Mm. So even though it's dark out, your headlights are illuminating like these lines. So everything else is black, but you have these white and yellow lines like going to the heavens mm. there. So you don't see the trees. You don't see anything else. But it's just, well, OK, here's where the road is. It's just outlined for me. But out when you come out here, all the paint's faded. Yeah. On the road, you can't see anything. And then you get that weird reflective stuff. The, the road is like extra shiny sometimes. Yeah. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I kind of wish that uh, some of the signs had the kind of reflective. I mean, I know that like coming over into the, I don't want to say the town name just for proximity reasons, yeah. but one of the towns on the way here, yeah. I couldn't see any of the speed limit signs mm. as I was coming in. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, I've done this enough times where I know what the speed limit is, mm -hmm. like just by natural, you know, just by osmosis, whatever repetition, mm -hmm. but I just kind of forgot where the signs were and i'm kind of thinking like wait isn't there a sign supposed to be here yeah and i don't know it's just hard to see anything mm. uh, yeah this weather and then we got down and then once we got to nashville it was like we get out of the car huh it's like 45 degrees <laughs> then we get to leeds alabama it's 60 and ah, sunny alabama completely underrated state We've never, it was my first time ever being in Alabama. I was like, this is delightful. <laughs> it's just nice. It's really nice. Yeah. I didn't want to leave. So I want to get to some super chats. Oh, and I also had boiled peanuts for the first time. I saw that. Uh, taste wise, like, what does boiling the peanuts do? Does it just kind of remove, I don't know, the saltiness or whatever? I, I see, I know that it's a popular thing, especially if you add sort of, um, Spices. I want to say that I learned this from an episode of Shark Tank, mm -hmm. but I don't think I did. Uh, all I know is I've been watching like seismic shit tons of Shark Tank uh, on Hulu, and it's the perfect background noise when you're trying to work because it's always just a bunch of people coming on here with their ridiculous product, trying to get an investment, and then you know, Mister Wonderful bloviating, and then Mister Wonder, yeah. <laughs> And Mark Cuban giving them like X number of seconds to give them an answer. And then Lori Grenier saying, well, I know, see, I'll give you the hundred thousand, but I'm going to want 25% because I know what I bring to it. Like her thing mm -hmm. is, I always know what my, but, and then you have Robert Herjavec who always gives the person exactly what they're looking for, but no one ever wants to do a deal with him. And I don't uh. know why he's like this nebbishy uncle type mm -hmm. who, uh, it's like a cool uncle, but for some reason you take him for granted and you don't ever want to like do business with him. It's weird. Right. But yeah, as someone says, no peanut tastes, tastes like nothing else. I'm assuming that's about the boiled peanuts. Mine were salted and like cage, like we got Cajun flavored. We got barbecue flavored. I got super hot flavored. They were great. Hmm. The thing was you could buy them without the shells and with the shells and boiled peanuts with the shells you eat in whole. You eat the shell. Oh, wow. Like just the whole thing? The you whole just pop thing. it in there? And it's like, no, nah, there's a lot of fiber. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't taste bad. It tastes a little bit cardboardy, but, you know, the the shell has been boiled in salt and other stuff. So, like, you're getting some calories from that, yeah. and it is edible. But it's what the pediatrician would call some much-needed roughage. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, just getting that in there. Um. So, speaking of which, 
My poop comes from my butt. Thank you for your donation. Tremendous. Waiting for a COD. Cash on delivery? Call of Duty? Oh, waiting for Call of Duty Online to install a Chinese copy of Duty. Can't wait to play a first-person shooter game with a three to five hundred milliseconds of ping. Have to lead my skill. I have to lead my shots like Battlefield Three. I don't know what that means, and I don't know what a Chinese Call of Duty means. I, I guess have, he's getting some shady copy, so he doesn't have to pay. Possibly, because um, huh. I know they just broke the Resident Evil Two remake, and that's leaking online. Okay. And I've never been one for any of those like Resident Evil games, even though yeah you know growing up in the 90s you kind of have to be like even though i had them mm -hmm. i was never any good at them because of the awful tank controls where you have one oh yeah you're, you're like moving you around a person like a tank yeah and then then another one that just kind of like move forward and i don't know how to do any of this just give me crap of the rapper and i'm fine right yeah like why why do I need the Jade statue to open a fireplace in a police station? Yeah, and then I gotta trek all the way back to a uh, uh, trunk so that I can get all the bacteria spray that I left behind. It's just I it was a no. different time of games where you actually could sink all of your day into it. Well, actually that's you can still do that now, but no. yeah. Angry Clown, nineteen ninety. Thank you for your donation, sir. Do you ever think you'll do another review like the Pontiac Fiero ah, or the Porsche Cayman? Yes, I will think we'll do another uh, uh, noir video. It would take place in Pittsburgh. And um, I don't know how or why. I'd probably do it myself instead of calling up Ivan because I'd want to do it fast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ivan. Um, the style is great. Also, Nick makes a great noir gumshoe. Ah, yes, he does. Yay. He would reprise his role as detective whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I didn't even give the character a name. It's just kind of like noir Roman. But it's one of those things where I always view it as... Um, especially Guy, when... fall guy. Yeah. <laughs> fall guy. You know, it's kind of in this award season mentality of like, okay, if we wanted to theoretically get nominated for an Oscar, the easiest way to do it, and by easy, I mean the most impossible thing in the world to do, but if it were possible at all, would be to go for live-action short film. Ah. And so you just, like, submit the short film to a film festival, and then, you know, I think there are, you got to submit it as, like, a physical copy of some kind. You just have it, like, in a format. That's DVD. Yeah, yeah, of some kind of thing, and then uh, it has to play at a festival in either like New York or Los Angeles, and then you know it makes a qualifying run, and all of a sudden you have like Academy Award nominees like us, <laughs> which would be like the weirdest thing on the planet. Yeah, and but then you know it's you look at the Oscars and you look at some of the people who have them and how you know like Kobe Bryant has an Oscar, which. It's, it's one of those things where I'm not saying he didn't deserve it. You know, the, his animated short was good. But I'm saying it's like that's where people who aren't really normally filmmakers go to win things. Mm. So, you know, that or one of the music categories. Like, let me write a, a parody song. Let me write a Christmas song for a Christmas movie. 
Like, mm. just let me do that, and then maybe I can, like, slide into one of those categories, like a thirsty dude into an Instagram model's DMs. Hey, yeah. did Ben Folds win anything for Over the Hedge? No, but he qualified. He was one of, like, 70 songs that qualified. Uh, it, it, the song was uh, Still, which mm. is one of my favorite songs. And um, uh, I forget the other song that qualified. That was, like, the super chipper, happy-ish song um but yeah i uh yeah yeah i got nothing mh taylor thank you for your donation good to catch you live again seems like you just started yeah we did would you guys do a ford ranger revisit if someone had a 2009 for you yeah i'd like to get my hands on a 2009 like eastern pennsylvania like places i know will be eastern pennsylvania toronto canada Austin, Texas again at some point. I think October. There was someone else. Oh, yeah. We have an open invite to go back to Nashville to the Lane Auto Museum Hmm. where they have, I think they have a bunch of movie cars and they have a stack of dealer plates that I think like within reason where we can take almost anything we want out on the road. Very nice. They have some Jaguar that was in something. They have, uh, oh gosh, like like some sort of remake of of a. I think it was either it was a Vespa from, uh, oh Roman Holiday or something ah, like that. Good it looks like that. Um. They have one of those monocycles that I don't think they're going to let us ride. <laughs> Do you remember that one South Park where they made that one vehicle yeah, that was a big reel and a dildo? <laughs> yeah. it, it's not that, yeah. but it is that. It is a mono-wheel vehicle. Like you get on assume, like a bicycle. Yeah. Like it, it works, but it, it takes all day to learn how to ride that thing. Yeah. You can at least look at it. They have an airplane hanging from the ceiling that a guy built out of a ladder, like an <laughs> aluminum ladder. And it's like an engine strapped to the front and wings to the middle and a lawn chair. I mean, it's hanging from the ceiling. I don't know about that. Thing. <laughs> but uh, I looked at it and uh, I forget if it's direct from Harrisburg or direct from Philly. Mm. Well, I think you can go Harrisburg straight there. Anyway, um, that's a thing. Yeah. So. Oh, Nashville's always been one of those places I'd have loved to go i mean like my bucket list location things i say bucket list like whatever but uh nashville's always been on it and it's always kind of been a more modest list of locations that i like to go you know uh and nashville hey it's music city the airport was cool and i went there to pick up the falcon because they had live music in the airport Mm. and then Nashville, I got a little bit of an L.A. vibe because, you know, it's the country music capital of the world. So, yeah. And when we were talking to people at this bar, um, because that was one of the stops for the rally was the Lane Auto Museum, which is Nashville. And then we had a hotel in downtown Nashville. That was the worst hotel. It was like a comfort inn. Hmm. And it shows how much I've been spoiled by just doing Hilton brands. Yeah. Like it like realizing that, oh, this is a motel. Oh, this door just opens to the outside. <laughs> it's like I, I, I get on the bed; it's bouncy. It's like oh, bathroom a little bit cramped because we came from a double tree, 
dude, the double tree had the shower slash jacuzzi combo. So it's not only, like I, we don't know. I don't have time to fill this up with. It's like a bathtub that has jacuzzi jets. But it's like ugh, we got to get up in the morning again to do this rally. I want to sit in a jacuzzi. We're in the middle of polar vortex. Yeah. But even taking a shower in that was nice because I'm. It's like it was the dimensions of like a double bathtub. So I got room in here and the big shower head. So that was nice. I took a nice shit before I took the shower too. <laughs> That's a hey. Um, anytime you can move your bowels in comfort is just. <laughs> It's the little things that we take for granted in life. Because Ivan and Justin were both AM, sh- like morning shower people, and I'm a before the bed shower people. Yeah, I'm before bed. So I had all the time in the world. Yeah. Uh, that car guy, Nick, thank you for your donation, sir. If you guys are interested and if it's running, uh, I would be willing to bring my 1992 GMC Typhoon for your guys to review in Toronto. Um, we have two things we need to film in Toronto. Uh, one's going to be probably a beat up dirty car because Ivan wants to film it and he likes the, uh, the, uh, marriage of opposites of filming something that's totally shit with his cameras, <laughs> his really nice cameras. But then because we're in Canada, I have, I, I got to film a, a JDM car that we're not getting yet, like an R34 <laughs> or, or something that hasn't been brought over. So that's kind of where my head is at because Ivan says he needs two days to film one car the way huh. he wants to do it. Like, cause well, he, I mean, it's a very top of the line film quality. Yeah. Like that dude is putting out, you know, grand tour level. Yeah. That's what he wanted to do. He wanted to do a top gear style yeah. one, but with a complete garbage vehicle and have it look really nice. And then, uh, uh, Sorry, it updated. I'm going back to find where I was in the super chats here on the tablet. Is it crazy, Ivan? I see PM Melling. I see. There we go. So, um, the car guy, Nick. Thank you for your donation. I think. I think like I got a pass because it's an American car, and if we're going to be limited to two cars for RCR Toronto. It's going to have to be two special ones. Not that I don't want to drive a GMC Typhoon, but again, it's a question of we'd be filming for like two days, but would be totally consumed with two cars plus an RCR meet. Mm. And then plus uh, being a tourist day <laughs> in yeah. Toronto. And then we turn around and go back home. And I mean, it's, I almost want to say that it's easier to do fewer cars when we're traveling because people don't it's weird like people don't like different yeah like it's weird yeah like and i get it i get it like i totally don't i i just like things to be the way they are when Mm -hmm. i'm watching something um but you know it is what it is cool i'm gonna go make another drink we have a question for you here Ooh, very nice nick what rcr car stories is your favorite mine is mickey thompson for the research and message an important one for celeb slash true crime works well i appreciate you uh watching listening to enjoying the rcr stories especially the one on mickey thompson which 
took a lot of time and um, I'm never going to do one that long ever again. And I think the webcam got kind of blurry for some reason. Not that anyone's really watching this for the video anyway, unless you want to check out my sick uh, Saint-Denis shirt from uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. But uh, basically, um, yeah, my favorite RCR story is still the one on the Dale, um, just from a personal preference standpoint, because I always loved that story. And it's a story that I kind of grew up with from Unsolved Mysteries reruns. And so for the most part, I kind of just wanted to bring that story into a broader light, no, which is not to say that like more people will have watched my thing than Unsolved Mysteries and that like, you know, somebody would have far. I'm not trying to say that like I have farther reach or anything, but I just wanted to bring that story back so that people can kind of assess it by its own merits and sort of uh, see the complexity of the character of Liz Carmichael. Um, the webcam's out of focus for some reason. Oh, uh, so. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> so when you leave, it goes out of focus. I think it's because it's like keyed into you. Mm. And so now it's like, hey, it doesn't know what to do. But mm. um, as far as other RCR stories go, um, I mean, it will generally be the ones that are more human interest stories. So, you know, or slash true crime stuff. Mm -hmm. Although one of the most well-received is the one that I kind of didn't have the same emotional investment in, which was the Chrysler merger ah. one. Um, people seem to really like that one. The Lee Iacocca one, I had a lot of fun doing um, because I, I, I don't know, I have a great respect for Lee Iacocca and I enjoyed researching his life and being able to tell his story. And there's a lot that I couldn't even get to because I didn't want the thing to be like four hours long. Yeah. Or whatever. But there are going to be other RCR stories. I mean, Lord knows I spent half of today writing the next one. And the problem is the same problem that I run into with every RCR stories, which is that I have the facts. Now I have to arrange them into a coherent narrative, into a story that will actually make people want to listen to it. You know, and it's makes me respect. And I, I keep bringing it up in like Fred. half the podcast, but yeah, yeah, half the podcast. But like, it makes me respect what Fred Newton does like way more because yeah. he's taking these stories that don't even really like. Where would you even start with Temple OS? Yeah, where would you even start with Rajneesh Param? I listen to Temple OS while on the treadmill or on the elliptical. Because I'm on the elliptical longer than the treadmill. I haven't done the treadmill since I went to the doctor for my knee. Anyway, um, so I've been doing the elliptical, and I don't know. The elliptical lends itself to podcasts more than the treadmill does. Because the treadmill, you just kind of, oh, oh, oh. And you just want to just listen to the Rocky theme. Yeah. And Fran, tick, 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 <laughs> talk, Fran, tick, 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 yeah. talk, Fran, tick, tick. That's yeah. me on the treadmill. But on the on the on the on the elliptical i want to hear something with more nuance but it got dark when yeah, you realize that how like mentally twisted the guy was like the part where he's just filming himself and he walks he's walking along and he just sees a black guy and he drops the he just says hello n word it's like holy shit this guy yeah. is so gone makes me think of like wesley willis in a way in that you know, yeah, it's, it's, without it's, the music and the with, humor, without, yeah, in that 
he's a guy who obviously had a kind of spark of creativity that could yeah. have been put towards a more noble purpose yeah. had he been able to be reined in somehow. But like sometimes you can't really do that. And it's kind of like that Christian Weston Chandler do. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, no, it wasn't really like that at all. Because no. from what <laughs> I understand, it's kind of that was that was a P.T. Barnum. Yeah. Like P.T. Barnum <laughs> side subtraction. Yeah. Weird. Supposedly, when I was hanging out with Fred Knudsen. Well, I, I say Knudsen because I Knudsen. went to, I went to high school with a girl whose last name is spelled the same way and it was pronounced Knudsen. Knudsen. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if he says it the same way, though. When I ran into Fred at the Too Many Games convention uh, down at the Expo Center, the Philly Expo Center, uh, supposedly Christian Weston Chandler was there. Mm. Like there, there was rumors that he was there. Like no one's seen him, so. It was kind of funny, like, hanging out with uh, Fred. Like, video game and car culture does cross, but car people are car people and video game are video game people. They may cross in, like, a Forza kind of way, but the nerdiness was weird. So I was hanging out with Fred, and, like, Fred was getting stopped every two seconds. Yeah. And I'm just kind of hanging out. I'm like, huh. Well, On the I'm, other side for a minute. Because he kind of just, like, exploded. And it... Yeah, because, you know, it's very like I love those types of channels where they get me interested in something that I didn't know I was interested in. Yeah. It's like you're telling me a story that I didn't even know I wanted it here. Yeah. And that's the best kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But uh, down the rabbit hole. Down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Waiting patiently for the next one. Yeah. <laughs> that car guy, Nick, says, thinking about it, Pittsburgh is closer than Toronto. Okay. You didn't have to donate to say that, but thank you. I think I skipped a whole bunch, so I'm scrolling back up here on the tablet. This tablet needs a name. Mm. I didn't name my tablet. I El Droppy. <laughs> <laughs> Droppo. <laughs> All right. You're Droppo. <laughs> You're the Amazon Droppo. Um, I want to find a way. Oh, somebody, I think the next question was like, what video games have I been playing? Oh yeah. Crazy Ivan two times says, Hey, Mr. Regular still playing Deus Ex. Nope. Any other games? Yeah. I'm playing the legend of Zelda all the way through again. Which That's one? NES. Oh, the first so like one. The very first. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. I have my Xbox controller and I mean that game without a guide, that's tough. I believe it. They, there's a lot of fucking around in that game before you. First of all, every like stuff is a little bit English, the way it was translated, and it's not like you and all your friends are playing it, or you can get help from someone who already found the thing. Yeah, it it is a bunch of fetch quests, but you have to. You're there with like the candle trying to burn burn every bush to find if there's a. A, a stairway underneath a bush to find your way through because it doesn't tell you what to do. So I have to keep going to like old cheat CC and FAQs to find out where the <laughs> crap everything is. What's hilarious is that they, it's underrated the amount of exploration that you actually have to do in games like those because yeah. people take it for granted that, well, games today, it's like you have this whole big open world that you can explore. And then games back then, it was kind of linear. It's like, no, it wasn't really that linear no you know it's if you you could are, find yourself in a in, in the wrong dungeon and get fucked up 
Yeah. Really and quick. Find out like the hard way that you're in no way ready for this yet. Yeah. It's that type of learning experience where you have to find out where the line is. It's like a. I remember these ones like I just call them the sandwich monsters. And if you touch them, you lose your magic shield. Mm. There's another 160 rupees down the down the drain. Mm. Rupees, I guess. Rupees. Something's wrong with this gin. It tastes very metallic. Maybe it's the olives. I don't get down with olives. It, and that's kind of strange for a Puerto Rican, but I really don't. Hmm. They just don't do it for me. And my grandmother would put them in everything. And always her thing for explaining why she would put things that I don't like in things that I do like yeah. is it's for flavor. You know, it's like, why are you putting the whole chicken bone in there? It's like, it's for, in the soup, it's for flavor. You know, why are there olives in the rice? It's like, it's for flavor, you know? Uh, I have done that. Yeah. Which, which which makes sense. It gives a flavor that I like more than you the olive You know what I think itself. it is? I think because I put lime in this, the acidity of this still on my tongue, it's messing with that. Mm, yeah, you get the contrast. Mm, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Um, you are now awake and breathing. Something about peanuts. Oh, these people, we're still back here with boiled peanuts. Mm. Is it strange that I kind of crave them now? <laughs> Dude, they, like, I like them without the shell. Like, Justin Lowe likes them with the shell. With me, it's like, I'm still eating this, like, cellulose. It isn't really doing anything for me. But they sell them without the shell, without the shell. It's mm. like, these are the most flavorful peanuts I've ever eaten. Yeah. Super salty. Like, oh, this that. is not, this isn't like planner's light roast. No, this, man, Southern food is so freaking good. Yeah, I don't know how anyone. It's a barbecue would. all the time. It's like people who are in love with life. I managed to get a salad at a barbecue place, and they did make a decent salad. There was romaine, not, not the iceberg. Ah. Uh, and I got it with turkey in it. So that was like a snooze fest, but it's kind of what I needed. And then we went out to, you know, drink after that. But, uh, oh, it was good stuff. Uh, also, but down, like, once we got uh, south of Tennessee, the idea of a Sheets or Wawa-style gourmet gas station, as we've come to, as we're accustomed to, don't exist. It's just hmm. like Sunoco's. That's sad. Although I suppose that part of the motivation is there's no real point in marrying the two because you could get better cuisine yeah. from just about anywhere else. And so if you're stopping here, you literally just want snacks to empty out, to eliminate, and then yeah. to get like, you know, yeah. snacks or whatever. But man. Yeah, that's true. Like, sheets can be a meal if it has to be. Yeah. Wawa can be a meal. You can go to those places specifically for the food and nothing else. Yeah. Without ever getting anywhere near a gas pump. Yeah. Or a bathroom. Hmm. But yeah, you can absolutely do that there. But there are some other places where the function of the place, like if I go to a Loves, I don't know that I'm really going to eat at a Loves. I got. I started getting excited when I saw, when I saw Loves because that meant there would be okay food there. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and we went to a huddle house. <laughs> Never heard of it. Uh, they got a huddle house at the Flying J on 78 uh, west of here. Hmm. A huddle house. 
a huddle house is a waffle house if you're if you're more depressed. <laughs> it's, there's just something so sinister about huddle house. It. Like it's a hostel that serves a really like bad breakfast. It was it was like it's it's, it's like a diner chain, is what it is. Mm. Sorry, I lost my place here. Justin Lowe's introduced me to a podcast called The Dollop. And what it is, is a history podcast with two people. One guy does all the research and does the narrative. And the other guy is an improv comedian Ooh. who just riffs. And they go on for like three hours. It was very wholesome comedy. And um, Justin Lowe's often travels with a neck pillow. So I put, so he was driving, so I was riding in the Yugo, and I would put the neck pillow on and just kind of half listen to this podcast, honestly get like a bit of 20 minutes half sleep in and out. Yeah. And they told the story of uh, truck nuts, like the <laughs> history of truck nuts, how it started, and how it was really two, main, two, two companies sold them mostly uh, throughout the rise and fall of truck nuts. Mm. And uh, there were these two older guys, and I forget where they're from, but they feuded intensely with each other. Oh, both, both, both claiming to have invented truck nuts. Uh, there's, a, there's a word for that where two different people at nearly the same time come up with the same idea. Uh, I'm sure... I know the word if I can actually think of it, but okay. or if I heard it, I would beat myself over the head for not having remembered it. All I'm thinking of is volcano slash Dante's Peak hmm. or Armageddon slash Deep Impact. Oh yeah, yeah. Impact, yeah. Anyway, so these two people feuded with each other and also created multiple user accounts in multiple forms just to bash each other and <laughs> like, but it but it got to a point I think where Vice did a story, like it ended up being like one weird um, web forum where the entire population of the forum was just these two guys with like 20 accounts each, <laughs> just shit talking each other and each other's companies. Yeah. And, and over truck nuts. Over, and what's crazy about it is not that they're feuding over it, but that the product itself actually became yeah. popular. Yeah. Like who, what, why? Mm -hmm. I just, who needs truck nuts? I mean, is it, <laughs> I don't know. If it's, you need, if you have to ask, you don't need to know or <laughs> something like that. That's like the weird eyelashes that some people put on the car. Oh like yeah. It's just a kind of strange thing. Normies. <laughs> Aaron R. Abril. Thank you for your donation, Aaron. Just bought, my first foray into Japanese auto automo cars. <laughs> the automo car. car. 1994 Isuzu Amigo. Nice. Now I have a 500 Abarth, an El Camino. Ah, the mullet. <laughs> BMW R 1150 RS. Wow. Suzuki DRC 400. Nice. Send help. You know, I think your addiction is fine there, Aaron. 94 Isuzu Inigo. Have fun in the summertime, man. That's like the automotive equivalent of a of a DR of a DR 200 motorbike. You're gonna have fun with that little thing. Here, here. Belligerent octopus. Thank you for your donation. 
What are your thoughts on the 2007 to 2011 Toyota Yaris sedan? I think it's a good car. I think it's it is an car. It what, is wasn't our uh, post Echo car almost a Yaris like the yeah. camera car? Yeah, because I remember that being one of the finalists, and I think it would have done fine. Yeah, we've uh, done fine, but. Other than that, I think I've only ever really encountered Yaris like once. Yeah, like, out in the wild, they like, kind of came and went. I mean, all a Yaris is an, is a, is an Echo. It's yeah, the same basically. engine, same transmission, same everything else. They just updated it, and it got a longer body. The people who have them love them. It's a very very basic car, and it's it's one of those I forget the designation of the engine, but they're perfectly fine. I think if you got one, you'd like it. The seats are going to be dog shit, but. You know, hey, uh, it's going to be a car that's not going to break. And if you're a young guy, your back's in good condition, fine. People out here with their their nimble, supple backs. Oh, God, you got to ride in that. Maybe we should. I've been drinking. I shouldn't drive. (laughs) But you got to ride in that Evo. It's two inches off the ground and the suspension moves an inch. Yeah, that's. Bam, bam. You know what it's like? It, It feels a little bit softer than then you know what? It kind of feels worse than Monica and Nuggets uh, Shark Works. Oh, the Shark Works, works 911. Yeah. That was a hard driving car, but it had those seats that sort of like hugged you. Oh, yeah. And you it's... had that, you had the, the harness, like, you know, it's rough, but I'm secure. I'm being held. This yeah. thing is just rough. <laughs> yeah, there's no sense of, uh, of being enveloped. Yeah. You're just sort of deposited in this yeah uh, it's the casino lowered cars are not fit for pennsylvania no they're not it's like no no especially this time of year like why would you Uh, no but i gotta just fill up at sheets and hope some other i I did get a wave from a sti driver (laughs) on the way back from new jersey i got a lowered car i have new jersey plates now (laughs) (laughs) rubber duck thank you for your donation your picture of the slob squat in front of the Yugo with the Ushanka made me very proud. Thank you, Rubber Duck. Yeah. And oh, oh at the end of it, uh, Justin Lowe's also brought along some Polish liquor. It's pretty much Polish Everclear. It's oh. 194 proof. It's almost pure ethanol. What? <laughs> you drink, it tastes awful. It tastes like ass. You can't, I mean, it's what. People in the rally at the end of it, there's someone on Instagram posted a picture of some guy just got a stick and wrapped some rags like an Indiana Jones torch. We tried blowing it on a lighter, but it blew the lighter out. But this guy with this torch, you can literally, and then flame just comes out. It's pure alcohol. Yeah, like that's how you end up speaking through a computer. (laughs) It's just like, gather around, kids. It it was nasty. It, it evaporated. It's like your lips instantly got chapped if you got any on your lips because it just flashed off. Yeah. No, that that would be the hardest of hard passes for me because I tried Everclear one time <laughs> in college, and I'm like, this is not a an experience I ever need to have again. And that's me back when I was throwing them back, <laughs> when I could drink just about anyone under the table. And back then, I was just kind of like, eh. Everclear is just so pointless, though. There's no taste. Yeah. The Blackmon 3. Don't eat peanuts with the shell. They messed with you. But but the package said eat them whole. 
You ever, I don't know. You ever been to the peanut bar in Reading? Uh, Where you, you have peanuts at the table and you just throw the shells on the ground? Oh, like Logan's. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. yeah, the steakhouse. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, then it's not a novelty. But I, it's a, it's been around forever. And it's, I think I've only ever eaten there once. Once when I was a kid. And then once I took a date there. And that was like before a movie. And then we just like fooled around in the parking lot. Nah. And the, like, I don't even remember if we actually ate anything there. Like, it's strange in that, you know, you go to this place where I didn't even remember if I asked if she had a peanut allergy first. Because <laughs> I'm terrible at dating, and this was like five years ago. So, mm -hmm. yeah, and I haven't gotten any better. <laughs> Damn you, Michael Indelelico. Michael says, and thank you for your donation, Mike. You are now aware of your breathing. Good night. No, I'm not because I'm drinking. Yeah. I don't have to think. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to forget because I, that's what I do. Uh, Charles Wagner, thank you for your generous donation. You are a giant tiny button. Planus? You are a giant tiny yellow one. Oh, you are a giant, you are a giant tiny button penis. If you don't review a 1992 Saturn SL2 5-speed. I thought please, we did. Please drink more whiskey and play some Pantera in the background. Texas. It's almost... Uh, it, I, I think he was just saying, like, uh, uh, penis? penis, like onomatopoeia. Oh, uh, okay. But, uh, yeah, thank you for the $10. I think we did a... Or did we do an S... We did something in L.A., a Saturn there. It was the same day we did um, when... Eric Pedersen came down with the truck that almost hit the roof of that parking garage. It was like an SC2 or something. Yeah, it was an SC2. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't an SL2 five-speed. I did an S-series. Or did I do an E-series? I did some series at the end. I got to do like what I consider the, the really angular one that looks fantastic because there's plastic body panels. Mm. Oh, speaking of plastic body panels. They're at the Lane Auto Museum. They have a Tatra, a Tata, the cheapest car in the world, made huh. in India. It's made to be better than a rickshaw. <laughs> <laughs> it's like scary how like cheap everything is on the inside. It's like a modern car. Well, modern for like mid 2000 standards. And there was another car that, that does that is mostly plastic. And I forget what it is. They have the oddest stuff there at that place. Yeah, I believe it. Um, thank you, Charles. Thank you for your donation. Uh, my poop comes from my butt. Chinese Call of Duty game, as in Chinese only. Oh, like some behind the firewall shit. Yeah, I, I imagine so. I've been. I, I watched this one review on like the uh, social credit system that China has going right now. Yeah, and but this was like to like an Australian and American who were just there on work visas, or maybe the uh, American was just visiting. And they were they asked the question about the social credit system, and the Australian was like, "Look, mate, yeah, they have it, yeah, they're rolling it out, but they're doing it like China does everything. They roll out stuff really fast, and then half of it doesn't work." He said, "I walked through some of these like scanning systems that like scan you as you go th through places, 
but I'm there with my camera on and I could see that the IR sensors weren't on. Yeah. And, but they said the only, and it only really works in big cities because most of China is farmland still. Mm. So it's not really a thing like people think it is. The most it does is like automatically fine you if you jaywalk. That was one thing that they realized that this guy got fined automatically because down there, they don't really swipe with credit cards and they don't have even the touch thing like the UK has. It's all QR codes. Mm. You know, like we, we, they sort of adopted them here, but then they went away there. They like pay for everything with QR codes. That's strange. Yeah. Well, what's strange to us might be common to them, but I mean, there was an episode of black mirror about this where there was just, you know, you can rank people you know, you, you mm. give them a score between one and five stars. And then, you know, sometimes, like, people won't interact with you if your score is below 4.1. Or oh. And all of a sudden, I, it's just weird. But then all of Black Mirror is weird. Would you like a vitamin C drop? Uh, I would like one for later. Well, yeah, sure. I just want to. There really is no cooling effect to it. It's just. Not all menthol. Yeah. It's like a tiny bit of menthol. Uh, okay, we got my poop from some of mine, but uh, Robert S. says, I rewatched some bike reviews, and I'm curious what the real definition of a crotch rocket is. Okay, if a Hayabusa isn't one, it's not, then what is? Okay, a crotch rocket is a catch-all term for a bunch of moms why I'm missing like all oh, these guys in their crotch rockets. It's an eighties term. The idea of crotch rockets is when, when motorcycles started getting more aggressively narrow rakes, dropped handlebars and then clip ons and, and, and the rear pegs got higher and higher and further back. Um, it looked like you were jamming your crotch up against the tank. So that's kind of where it is like, Oh, you're just hugging with it instead of like a relaxed cruiser. Like, and even a lot of the UJMs were pretty relaxed seating positions as well. So a crotch rocket became a catch-all for a sport bike. It is a worn-out term that's only used by moms and you know, and dads who feel upset that their that their corn-fed belly can't fit on a bike like that anymore. <laughs> so if you want to break, if you want to a crotch rocket is any motorcycle that is full fairinged sport seating position and clip-on handlebars you can call that a crotch rocket my if you want to break it down my gsx 650f is not a crotch rocket because it has full handlebars not clip-ons the yamaha r6 that i drove crotch rocket um uh I believe you would call the BMW S1000RR if you wanted to call that. If you see, see a crotch rocket makes you look like a boomer, and a crotch rocket is a term made for people who set aside a portion of their night to watch Coach on TV <laughs> Land. <laughs> <laughs> that ran for a shitload of seasons. I yeah. Like, I remember, like, being in high school and remember that being on when I was a kid. And I remember when I first got a TV in my room and I turned it on, as you do with TVs. And, <laughs> and I'm like, I... 
and um, I couldn't get cable in my room, so mine still had rabbit ears. So it was like ABC, NBC, Fox. Yeah. And I'm like, coming up next on Coach. And I'm like, an all new coach. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I used to watch this when I was being babysat. Yeah. And so, like, it ran from like the 80s until deep into the 90s or early 2000s. Like, okay. I, it didn't get to the 2000s, but okay. it did run. I mean, maybe it was like 79. I don't know. I, I had this again. A Wikipedia would would solve this. Yeah, there was this there's this forum that I I just go and chat on there, but like there was this question of who's someone who's had like more than one super popular show, and Coach came up because you have Craig T. Nelson do um, uh, Coach, and he was in Parenthood on NBC, and those both ran reasonably long uh, times, but. Also, you know, it's one of those, the more, the deeper that we would get into this list, the more puzzling it would be that certain shows ran as long as they did. Jag. Like, yeah. Or, or like David Spade having like shows that just ran forever. Like I've never met a single person in my life who's ever seen Rules of Engagement. It lasted <laughs> for seven seasons. And it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, we're CBS, we need to fill programming. This does well in the demo, I guess, even though no one really watches it. I mean, it's weird. There's mm. Murphy Brown, but that was known for being long. Like, yeah. yeah. And it's back. Like, they, oh. Well, they, they revived it because now they're doing the whole revival thing, which brings it back to Coach because this whole TV revival thing started when NBC decided we're going to bring back Coach for a 13 episode run. We're just going to see how it goes. And then that fell through. They just arbitrarily decided, like, this is the dumbest idea anyone's mm. ever had. We're not going to do it. And then every other network just started bringing back shows. And, mm -hmm. you know, now Roseanne, well, okay, I guess Roseanne isn't back anymore. Now right, she's yeah. dead. And then now it's just the Connors. But, yeah. you know, now Murphy Brown is back. Like, why is Murphy Brown back in 2019? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I guess there's more news, like, if you can riff off of, like, current events, but I don't know if their production schedule allows for them to be as current as, say, like, South Park with the five-day turnaround. So, yeah, know, it's just, you know, and yeah, we're getting the Twilight Zone with Jordan Peele. Uh, did we get an F? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's maybe on my end. Oh. Nope. No, okay. I'm saying. Right. Is 30 Rock still in the air? Uh, no, that's all. Okay. That car guy Nick says, thinking thinking about it, Pittsburgh is closer than Toronto. All right. Oh, you read that one. Oh, I did. I think. Yeah. But thank you again for your donation. Thank you. Angry Clown nineteen ninety. I don't think I have a car that you would want to review, but if you do find yourself in Alabama again and would like some food, hospitality, or local knowledge. I'd be willing to be your gray beard. I don't know what that means. I know what the term gray muzzle means, but I don't know what the term gray beard means. I mean, I'm sure it's a reference. Oh, to... the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, Gandalf. Like, yeah. Okay. 
Unless right. uh, they're referring to Wait, your no. guide says uh, Slade 420. Okay. Cool. Uh, be your guide. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Angry Crown 1990. Depends where the Lemons Rally ends up again next year. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Blake Beals, thank you for your donation. Death and Resurrection of Triumph is an RCR story. They were resurrected, yeah, again, as Triumph motorcycles, but I don't know how much the Indian uh, influence was and how much German influence was, unless I'm getting that wrong. Maybe they have nothing to do with it. Well, now I'm kind of interested in doing an RCR stories on the truck nuts thing. <laughs> that sounds fascinating. Or like doing uh, when it comes out this summer, a uh, kind of fact versus fiction on a mm. Ford B uh, Ferrari. Oh, right. With, with uh, Christian Bale and Matt Damon. Right. Which that movie gonna be lit. <laughs> uh, when, when is this? Uh, I think it comes out in like June. And okay. it's from James Mangold, who did like. Walk the Line, 310 to Yuma. Mm. Uh, I think he did Logan. Not entirely sure. Mm. Like uh, uh, Hugh Jackman's farewell performances of Wolverine. So I'd be up for seeing that. Yeah, no, that would be great. Workforce 520. Hello. Hello. Hi, guys. Stuck at work. I'll listen later. Okay. You're going to have the good audio because I haven't figured out this MacBook yet. So um, the people who are watching on YouTube are hearing the audio coming from the onboard speaker on the mic, but for the people who are listening on uh, iTunes, you're getting the glorious audio technica. Tony Kirchner doesn't have a question, but thank you for your donation. Ice cream and French fries. Okay, that at some point they were talking about French food. Yeah, I I, I, I was in the South and I didn't have chicken and waffles. Um, did you ever have chicken? I've and never waffles? had chicken and waffles. Okay. I mean. In my mind, I can imagine what it's like, so and that's kind of good enough for me. I still haven't eaten at a Waffle House or an IHOP, so you've never eaten at an IHOP before. No, yeah, Denny's, well, but no IHOP. I want to say you're missing something, but I'm not sure I can. Yeah, because uh, there's always the Mannheim. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Sean Simon, thank you for your generous donation, sir. I heard that rich Chinese and Indian people are starting to buy up classic American muscle cars for way higher prices than than we sell them to each other, thereby creating a seller's-only stateside market. Thoughts? Well, I'm hearing this for the first time, but I don't really believe it because I think that right now the prices of cars, see the Mark IV Supra, are being driven by the people who liked these machines when they were kids but couldn't afford them, and now they're old enough to afford them and will pay nearly anything to have their youth back. So, yeah, like, because we saw the bubble with muscle cars. Muscle cars now are not expensive anymore. Like, maybe overseas they are, but one of the best deals you can get is some resto modded muscle car that someone doesn't want anymore. They did all the work to it. You're just buying it. Mm. Unless you're unless you want some crappy number <laughs> crappy numbers matching period correct sixty eight Chevelle <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be crap to drive anyway. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that I haven't heard of that. But you know, what do I know? <laughs> my 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 car buying market is Ellis swapped uh uh, you know, shit boxes like that. I would email that guy tonight. See if I can come over tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow uh, oh, evening. 
El Camino. Yeah, the El Camino. See, the El Camino, on one hand, would be a bad rally car because it's a rear-wheel drive thing and has a bed in the back. Like, it's bad, but it's good. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, El Caminos are kind of a joke, but this one has an LS in it, so it's going to be super reliable. But one of the good things about road trips is that if you have a back seat, see, this thing is essentially a truck. It doesn't have a back seat. There's nothing. Behind your head is the window and the bed behind it. So uh, one of the good things about road trips is you can have your stuff in front of you, but you also have the bag behind you of extra things. Mm. And when you're done with stuff, you put it in the, the, the trash bag and behind you it goes. Yeah, that's the nice part. But if you're in like a truck style vehicle, you don't have that. So it's going to flop around by your feet. Yeah. <clears throat> Plus, I don't have a place to put it. But on the other hand, he wants five grand for it. Gosh, it'd be a pretty good buy at four. Yeah. If you can yeah. get them down. I don't need it, though. I'm about to go to New Zealand in less than a month. So <sighs> freaking El Camino, though. Yeah. El Camino. It's 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 such a nasty car. It's like it's like I'm sure there was one in that. Speaking of David Spade, that Joe Dirt movies. Probably. I never saw Joe Dirt. Me and, neither. Uh, I want to say I'm missing something. <laughs> it's a movie to watch while you're donating plasma. <laughs> I remember when I was when I was dirt poor, donating plasma down in one of the areas around Reading. Yeah, Dillon State College. So. You had to sit there, and I watched most of the 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 Adam Sandler remake of the Longest Yard. Oh, but Joey Diaz. I I didn't even know who that yeah, was. Like, it just it's it's like I've seen Spider Man two a million times, and then now it clicks. Uh, you know that it's oh, that's Joey Diaz in there. Jeff V, thank you for your donation. Sorry if this has been asked before, but are any of Brian's streams that came between podcast fifty two and fifty three going to be uploaded? Oh, I mean, probably not, just because. The reason that I don't up, or didn't upload those was I'm because drinky drink is because I uh, would have to get the audio off of YouTube. Like I would have because I wasn't there, and we don't have like Zoom on, so I would have had to rip the audio right off of YouTube. And I'm not as good. Anyone who listened to the first take on the Mickey Thompson stories before the re-upload know that I'm not a very good sound engineer. And the whole point of the podcast is not to add more work to Brian's workload. So, like, I kind of tackle that. Plus, they're kind of, like, impromptu streams. I don't really know if people are trying to do yeah, – sorry, I'm getting distracted. But basically, uh, the answer is no, just because the quality would be terrible. And uh, I would want to not um, put out something that is just, you know, less than I would be able to deliver. So, yeah, that's all I got. But uh, how was your week? Yeah, sorry, dead air. Uh, let me think. See, because literally nothing is happening for me this week, um, which, to be fair, is kind of how I like it in that never really thought of um, uh, sort of I, – I don't need excitement, Yeah, I guess. Maybe that's like a byproduct of having anxiety, but I try not to think too much about anything. 
Um, oh, uh, this Squiddy ever thought of releasing an album? I do have an album. It's called Trackless Pro, a regular car reviews album. Just type that into Google, and you'll have like a variety of options to uh, listen or purchase or whatever. Um, and also, uh, Squiddy. I think Squiddy also asked. Um, oh shit! What? Forgot. Oh, it says card full. Card full. Huh. Which means I forgot to clear the card. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, I'll just rip it off of the thing. Of course, after I just get something saying, like, but like this is different because you know it's uh, sorry, that, sorry, Nick. It's a thing that happens. It's not a big deal. Um, but the other uh, question down there was, "Hey guys, didn't you have an intern once?" And so I feel like <laughs> it's a running gag of something to answer like once every other podcast, which. Is that yes, we had an intern. He was with us for the express period of time that he would be with us. Yeah. Accomplished the or uh, completed the one video that uh-huh. he was scheduled to complete. And then he wasn't the intern anymore because he completed his uh, course thing. So, you know. This martini still tastes metallic and I switched to seltzer water. Hmm. I wonder if the class is dirty or either that or I'm getting sick. Sometimes things taste better. Different. Hmm. I don't know. I wanted to drink something, and I was looking long and hard at the tomatin there. Hmm. This martini just doesn't taste very good at all. Normally, I like them the way I make them. Weird. That's a lot of olives. One, two, three, four, five, seven. <laughs> Reek says, thank you for your generous donation, Reek. Any updates on the Marsh layover? Uh, Yes. I know when it's going to be. I'd like to come by and say hi, but I'm also not sure when it is, and if you'd like to just stick with a few people you know in Southern California. Also, Pennsylvania turnpike stops are bust. You mean like Pennsylvania Turnpike stops or bus, like stopping on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. Mm. It's something I always do. You know, the pee break on the PA Turnpike. Yeah. The exceptional amount of urinals on the Pennsylvania Turnpike rest stops. The the um, hard-boiled eggs that I eat that come with little salt and pepper packets inside yeah. the things. Which are... Far more satisfying than they probably have any right to be. Yeah, for like a buck forty or a buck ninety, mm. it's the cheapest and probably most caloric, nutritious thing you can get at the truck stop. Because they got the Sabaro, they got a Starbucks. Yeah, it's <laughs> Put like extra stink on that a Starbucks. Yeah, it's like what am I really gonna get here? They have an Arby's and a uh, the a Roy Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Updates on the March layover. Here's how it's played out. I got to get my alternate plan. And by alternate. Oh, hip flexors. Yeah, I am loading up with vitamin C. Okay. So, Friday, March 1st. Uh... I fly from PHL to LAX. 
I have one night in Los Angeles. Um, probably because I get in at like three or something like that, or yeah. five. Um, that night, I think I'm going to my friend Aubriana's house. And I could hang with her or I could do something I always want to do that night. <clears throat> it's a Friday. And see if I can get tickets and just go to the comedy store. Just get Ooh. a just get a just get a lift and go to the comedy store Friday night, March 29th. Because I've never been there. And just I I don't care who's there. I just want to be there. I wonder what the capacity is for that place. Because I, I never either. really thought about it. Like I've seen the stage set up, but I never really think about what and Lord knows how many documentaries have been filmed. Yeah about that place or in that place and that you know i still only have the vaguest of ideas like mm -hmm. i've been to studio 54 and that place is a little yeah. more uh, yeah i saw um cabaret there with brooke shields uh of all people okay it was, it was like 15 years ago all right and because now they use studio 54 for kind of um theater productions and so it was very spacious. I mean, and I could have almost envision now in retrospect mm -hmm. it being described the way that sort of Joey Diaz described it mm -hmm. of just, you know, wall to wall bacchanalia, you know. No, just, that word. <laughs> yeah. Hedonism. <laughs> that word has hair on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you have to buy tickets ahead of time online for the comedy store if it's a weekend or if you can just show up and say, hey, can I come in? I wonder um, if you could get bumped as a... a, a, a if I wear a regular Carview shirt, I'm taking... I, would that be a bit much to go to the comedy store and just wear an RCR shirt on the off chance? Someone. Like, I got recognized in downtown uh, uh uh, Nashville when we went to the rally bar, hmm. but it was someone who knew I was on the rally and they, they, they publicize on the lemons rally where we're stopping and where the meat bar is. Yeah. So this was a guy and I had a double take where I walk into like the meat bar. Uh, it's not a meat bar. It's the, it's the, it's the end rally of that particular day. We, the whole rally goes to <coughs> a bar and just has a dinner or hangs out. So if you're hanging out, here's the bar where it's going. But they, they they put it on the website. So there was a guy at the bar, and I come in, and he looks at me, and there was that <gasps> look in his eyes. Hmm. And I'm like, I think this guy knows me. Yeah. Yeah, he's coming over here. All right. And he was totally cool. Turns yeah. out, like, I have his business card, I think. Yeah, wait a minute. Did I save it? And when I bought my GoPro, it, it was one of those like bundle kits, and it came with this like yeah. this like really protective thing, which is way overboard because a go for a GoPro because they're super durable. What is this note? Um. Oh yeah, did he have it? I have two business cards here. I try to have... Oh, there it is. Yeah. Like, we won't say his name. His name's on here. But I won't say it. It is um, very nice stock. But, but he works for a distillery. And just says, next time you're in Nashville, we'll, uh, we'll hook you up. Hmm. So, 
I have a lot of business cards, even though it goes against my principle of uh, having as little mysterious things on my person as possible in the event that I'm murdered, so that you know, <laughs> uh, they they so that the police don't spend time chasing down false leads just because I have a, a, a you know business card in my wallet for Genesius Theater. You know, it's just it is what it is. Uh, oh, to answer the rest of your question, Rec. Uh, my time when I'm back in LA, let's see. Wednesday, March 20th, uh, Wellington to Auckland, Auckland to LAX. But my afternoon is like, I'm going to be all kinds of time zone turned upside down on Wednesday. So I'm probably going to get to the hotel super like I you get to the you get to LA we got to LA like in the morning or yeah, something like that. Yeah. We always get there in the morning because we leave at like 10 a.m. when it's 4 a.m. over there and then in the 6 hours, you know, it's like the time I think it evens out to us arriving at like 7. Yeah. Or something. I think when we got there back from New Zealand, we got the room right away cuz I just remember going into the room and collapsing. Yeah, They're so collapsing so immediately that we don't really think of how terrible the room was, or not terrible in New Zealand, how hot it was. Oh, I'm talking about when we came back from New Zealand oh, and that... went to the DoubleTree. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't remember. We like we're out of it for a day. I didn't really even think about it that much. I think that was the time that I ended up doing my whole like solo day, where I went to the Peterson Automotive Museum, then I went to the Walk of Fame. Then I saw a dude uh, taking a leak on the side of the street. Oh, with, right, because then we went to the smoking tire the next day, right? Or that night? Because we went to you – you told that story on the smoking tire, I and that I was know. on our way back from New Zealand. Yeah, but, yeah. like, my personal day was the day that we went and had um, – we ended up ending the night having um, ramen with Farah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of – yeah. yeah, I guess that would have been the order of things. Okay. I have terrible memory about our trips, but like snatches of it will come back in random yeah. places. Because I think, yeah, and I went to hang out with Aubriana on the way back as well. Yeah, I went to Aubriana's house and you went on your own thing. Yeah. So on Wednesday the 20th, I come back. I'm going to be zonked out, but Workforce 520, the guy who uh, um, is always donating and commenting, uh, his real name's Sam, and I agreed we'll hang out on the 20th, probably later in the day. Um, uh, and then on the 21st, I'll go on the smoking tire, and I'll probably have other time during that day in the morning, maybe. And then uh, on Friday morning, I fly home. I think it's like... I think I got a crazy like 7 a.m. flight, which is fine because you lose those hours getting back. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Send me an email. Someone in the regular chat asked if we have any interesting uh, local lore. Uh, it's from uh, yeah. Keith Butler. The handprint. The only thing that I can really think of is Centralia, which is just a smoldering town. Yeah. But that's kind of a strange it's not really folklore in a way in, in what I consider folklore to be where maybe it's true maybe it's not 
Huh? Folklore. Like, it is because Centralia... Well, it's true. Yeah, Centralia is super true. But, um, I've never heard of this, uh, the, uh, handprint. Okay, the handprint, uh, is supposedly from the Molly Maguires, and I forget which prison it's at. Uh, and if you don't know the Molly Maguires, it's during the days of like when they had strike breakers and mm. uh, I don't know if it's prohibition or not. You can Google it. But one of the guys says, I'm innocent of this crime. It's usually like the, the union, non-union things around the turn of the century. Mm. And this guy somehow gets his hand bloody and puts it on the wall and says, I'm innocent. And if I'm innocent, like this was a guy being condemned to death for something. I'm innocent. And my handprint's going to stay here forever. And the local law, local lore is that the handprint stayed there forever. They tried to paint over the cell wall and the handprint kept coming back. Huh. I think there's a bit of local stir in the pot, kind of painting the wall a little bit so the handprint comes back. Yeah. Eh. That's, that's our local thing. You can Google Molly McGuire's handprint or Molly McGuire's handprint cell. Meta Cheese, a 2016 Triumph Thunderbird Storm in Orlando, Florida, to review if you ever come back so British. Well, send me an email, regularcars at gmail.com, and mm, uh, I'll do my best. Um, I, I hoped, I, I kind of wanted to go back to Orlando to be there uh, for the. Million Mile Lexus, whatever the story with that is, but it's getting close to my trip to New Zealand, and I don't think in you know the next coming week I want to just take a break and like fly to Orlando for a little bit. Yeah, I, we have stuff to review, and you sent me songs. Well, we got we got to ride again for, yeah. for for the truck thing. Yeah, I I mean um uh, I'm around Friday. If you want to do the what's tomorrow Thursday? Yeah, yeah, I should really do Friday because I'll probably thunder right through mm. the uh, uh-huh thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, it'd be good to have. <laughs> People are going to think you're talking about cocaine. <laughs> 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 See, you're not. Just... Thank, thank you, Meta. Uh, thank you, regularcards at gmail.com. Your make, model, city, state. Thank you for your donation. We will use it diligently. Higlack, or Higlack, says, so you've done a road rally. Would you ever do a stage rally? I have no idea what that is. Is that a timed rally? I like the Lemons rally because it's like, whose line is it anyway? The games are made up and the points don't matter. Just have fun. Let me ask uh, Bixby. What is a stage rally? Oh, for crying out. Before we get started, please. Yeah, yeah. we're not. Or, the CIA asks, <laughs> any, good, that any good drug stories? I uh, have none uh, whatsoever. Uh, yeah, I have some good drug stories. Um, I have the I got really high story. Well, you've heard the Mammoth Mission. If you, if you Google Mammoth Mission, 
that whole uh, RCR stories is a drug story. Oh, a timed rally. Okay. So it's like either you have to get there within a certain amount of time or you have to average a certain speed, I suppose. Um, uh, I have the time, time I got super high and re and thought I was an entire universe. Hmm. Who says I'm not? I mean, hey, if Marvel can create a character who's basically an entire universe, yeah. I don't see why you can't also be a universe unto yourself. And hey, think about it this way. There are probably as many cells inside of your body as there are celestial beings. Okay, that's clearly yeah. bullshit. But still, yeah. you know, I'd like to think of it in terms of, you know, we, our bodies within us, magnitudes, all the things. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Drug stories. I used to do salvia <laughs> in, in, the, in the, like, 2008. <laughs> that, that, that would have been the year to do it. It was legal. You could get ordered to your house then. Salvia, you get really super high for like five minutes. <laughs> but supposedly it's like a five-minute DMT, DMT trip and then you also, come out of it. That's the thing where like you locked yourself in your room and you would like you would just close the door, do the thing, and for five minutes you'd go on a crazy trip and then you'd be back. Yeah. So it's kind of, you know, this weird quick adventure that yeah. you go on. I, I would blow the smoke out the window because it does smell like a little bit like weed. And uh, I'd, I'd put on my Iowa tape cassette player <laughs> um, in 2008. I, the tape player stopped working, but the radio still did. Huh. So I would just tune it in to like, I forget what, probably classic rock 99.9 The Hawk. And uh, just listen to like Fool in the Rain by Led Zeppelin and or whatever they were playing and have a grand old time for like five minutes. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's good. Yeah. The only weird thing about salvia is you, you sweat while you do it. For whatever reason, that's a side effect. You get sweaty. Yeah. But just your pores open. Yeah, sweating's good for you. I was always kind of like the preacher type, or not the, you know, the, the, the straight and the straight arrow. And so I would be around a lot of people doing drugs who would also get the crazy sweats. And, you know, they're just sitting there smoking. I, I mean, Hey, it could have been salvia for all I knew, or it could have just been weed. I don't really know the difference in anything of what appearance wise it looks like. All I know is everyone's there sitting mm -hmm. and sweating and listening to Achilles last stand. What's that? Oh, oh, is that a Led Zeppelin song? I forget who does it. Uh, someone in the comments will know, but it's just this amazing song that goes on for ever. Mm. And I feel like a moron for not knowing it right off the top of my head. Adam yeah, Bowden. Adam yeah. Bowden asks. Oh, yeah. People in the comments are yeah. saying it's that. Mm. Adam Bonin says, uh, thank you for your donation, Adam. Would you ever consider reviewing a tractor trailer? Yes. But it's a logistical problem because that requires a CDL drive, license to drive. We do have our friend Carrie who could drive it. But, and another problem with tractor trailers, or I assume you just really mean that tractor or the bobtail um, with no trailer attached. Most, a good amount of these people don't own their own trucks. 
so they don't have legal permission to let us drive it. There are also DOT numbers on the side. So, and there are also geo, GPS monitoring things. What we would really need to review a tractor trailer is to, is to get in touch or for have someone talk to us, it would be a owner operator, meaning mm. this person owns this, it's their personal vehicle, their name is on the title or their personal company is on the title, then that would be okay. Yeah. So that's what would happen. Mm. Aaron Real, thank you for your wonderfully ge generous donation. Thank you, sir. Um, we will put it to good use. Uh, Nashville or... Um, Oh, I am going to Motorama, I think, next weekend. Uh, that's that's some car thing happening at the Farm Show Complex out in Harrisburg. Mm -hmm. So there'll be a video coming from that. Probably a GoPro, probably me walking around. I'm, I'm, the webcam is making me look like yoked. In a way. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm High like, contrast. Yeah, I'm like, what? I don't... I, I'm not in shape. What, what is this bullshit? Like... Yeah, it's weird. That's the promo cam. Yeah, it is. Yeah, this is like, yeah, man, I, I'm going to fool so many of my OK Cupid dates. <laughs> just going to like take a picture and upload this to my dating profile and just have that be. Uh, I got on an OK Cupid date like a month ago. It was just a one and done. Um, yeah, I got a. Oh, it was the girl who I got to pull that up who was with a wrestler. You said you probably know who it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I got to go was... find that. Anyway. Yeah. But she wanted to go to, like, antiques, and I was like, eh. But, you know, first date, whatever. It's no admission thing, so we went to one of those places in Kutztown. Had a time, and that was the end. <laughs> Aaron Real. Hey, guys. I've been a fan since 2013. Oh, that's the very early years. Thank you, sir. Love all the content. Thoughts on a 1980, or, or excuse me. Not a 1980. Thoughts on an 80 and 100 series Land Cruisers. Okay, Toyota Land Cruiser. It won't be a daily, more of a camping road trip vehicle. More like a hipster camping road trip vehicle. Thinking of getting rid of my Rubicon TJ. Hmm. Mm. And driving an early 90s Camry. Hmm. Okay, early 90s Camry. As like a... All right, thing is... You could daily an early 90s Toyota Camry, no problem. So are you dailing a Rubicon TJ? See, Jeeps hold their value. Of course, any time to sell a Jeep is a good time. You're going to get a good price. Yeah. Um, especially if it's a Rubicon, it's good condition, no rest. The thing about the TJs is the bodies stay in good condition, but the frames rust out. And that's a thing because you live in Chicago. Are you coming to Chicago? We're always coming to Chicago. It's an easy flight from Harrisburg. Yeah. Boom, you're there. I made a commitment to go to the Woodward Dream Cruise in Detroit. I don't know if American flies from Harrisburg to Detroit. I feel like someone tagged me on the regular cars brown posting page about a cruise in Detroit that's happening in August. Is it the same one? I think the Woodward Dream because probably, I know yeah. like. I don't know what the whole uh, Toronto dates are in August. First weekend in August. Oh, all right. Well, then there you go. <laughs> I know it, it doesn't. It doesn't uh, conflict. All right. Well, because I have it written on the calendar, and I would have known if it didn't. 
Yeah. All right. So if the if I can spin this mic out of the way, so we're not using it. It's full on the Zoom, so whatever. Oh, and someone. Uh, so uh, yes, I am coming to Chicago Land. I don't know when, but it's it's such an easy distance from Pennsylvania. It's no problem. If I go to Woodward Dream Cruise, and if Mike Steinberg is going, we may just fly to Chicago and get a ride with him there. Detroit, Michigan is fur. Yeah, it's further. It's more west. Detroit is more west than Chicago. Well, I'm not a very good geometry. Uh, I almost said geometry, yeah. which shows you how I almost failed geography. that. Well, I mean, I'm not a math guy at all. Crazy Ivan Two Times says, <clears throat> "If you don't get the El Camino, can you send me the info?" Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know how. Crazy Ivan Two Times, send me an email. Regularcars at gmail .com. Uh, and say, if you don't get the El Camino, send it to me. Uh, yeah, I, I will do that. And this person asks if there are any plans to review a Geo Metro. We haven't been offered one, and all, but it is on like my five. Uh, we got an offer in uh, that we were going to do in LA, but it broke. <laughs> it's one of my five cars that I kind of want to do that just because they're like, like I would love to do a Chevy Tracker. Uh, mm -hmm. Or, um, uh, uh, you know, a Pontiac vibe or, um, uh, or, or like a Ford Flex or it just like something that is completely pointless and it doesn't appear to serve any reasonable purpose, I guess, for lack of a better term. So, yeah. Yeah, I know we're not coming through the mics because I haven't figured out how to make the, how to make the four track work with this. This uh, uh, MacBook. Mm. Finding the next super chat. Nine eighteen p.m. Now I got the drunk munchies, but I don't want to go to Sheets because I got to get in shape for New Zealand because I don't want to be a fat American when I go there. Mm. Which probably means I'm not going to eat anything, or maybe I'll just eat frozen vegetables. Are you gonna defrost them first? Yeah, just put them <laughs> in the microwave. I love the idea of maybe eh, you know just like <laughs> angry clown nineteen ninety. Why do fourth gen Camaros or why do fourth generation Camaros and Firebirds get overlooked? They don't even get made fun of like third gens. People seem to pretend they don't exist. I actually actually like fourth gens. I can't picture a fourth gen in my head. I can't remember which one it is. Is it the one with the deep set headlights? Or is it the one that's built on the, that, that's part of the WS6? I forget. Fourth gen Camaros are cool as F. Fourth gen is the WS6. Okay, yeah, they do get overlooked um, because, you know, people care. It's part of the early 2000s. Early 2000s stuff isn't cool right now. Um, it's too recent and kind of junky. So they're the, like anything early 2000s, if it's a cheap car, is the $1,000 Craigslist special. So they're at the low point. Maybe in the future, and we'll be, 
everything comes back eventually and we'll be flabbergasted when, flabbergasted when it does. Mm. Wait, we're not coming through the mics. Why do I have it in front of my face? Yeah. yeah. There, now I've been doing whole, it for like two years. You get the whole face now. Adam Bonin. Adam Bonin. Bonin. That's how I've been drinking. Would you like to review a big rig? Well, we, we talked about this before with the tractor yeah. trailers. I mean, if you're the owner, owner operator, then yes. Uh, if, if not, it's kind of hard. So <laughs> drinking olives, uh, then, then no, it's, it's going to be difficult, but thank you for your donation. Uh, they, um, big rigs, I want to do them. It'll take all day. I mean, we can definitely get away with it at the racquetball club and get away with everything else. There. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, scrolling ahead Jeffrey Griffiths says uh, uh, felon fan 86 uh, we are no longer accepting super chat questions I will answer yours oh it's but, not even uh, a question it's more of a statement oh, they're okay. skirting the rules ah. yeah. And then uh, Monkey says, check your email, manual v wagon. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm scrolling back to find where the next question is. That's what the email is for. Jeffrey Griffiths. Thank you for your donation, sir. Hey, Roman, I've been going to karaoke night. Or, excuse me. Oh, oh it is a Roman question. Excuse yeah. me. Uh, hey, Roman, I'm going to karaoke tonight, and theme is Royal Trash. I'm going to sing Beverly Hills by Weezer, but do you have any suggestions? Well, it depends on what you mean by Royal Trash. I mean, is it bands with, like, a royal... Like, I have no idea what that theme means, because obviously if you say royal, like, the first thought is queen, or yeah. something along those lines, but... If you try to sing Freddie Mercury, like you're out of your goddamn mind. Yeah, like you you can't do it. Like it, it can't be done. Like I can't. Even their easy song, like if it's like the Flash Gordon theme, like, yeah, you know, you, you can't even do that. It's, 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 Sheer heart attack, maybe. Yeah, sure. That's the or high. I'm in, or I'm in love with my car. <laughs> like it's just. I don't, but even then, it's like bicycle. You need two people. Yeah. Um, oh gosh! Oh god! When I was at the Lane Auto Museum, they do have a bicycle section, <laughs> and they had fucking bicycle playing. <laughs> uh, it's on the nose. Oh no! It's just uh, I don't know. You you just why? As far I'm as unplugging the mixer, yeah. As far as suggestions go, I've got fat loads of nothing. I can only tell you what I would do, which is I would probably completely ignore the theme, even though the idea of themes are exciting to me because it makes me try to be more creative and think outside the box. But I am a real American. <laughs> 
fight further. All you gotta, all you gotta, all you gotta do is have a shirt and Sharpie Royal Rumble on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then just it, sing that song. Yeah, get a bandana. You're good. Yeah. Why not do Real American by Rick Derringer? It's just like when you, you know, you can't really go wrong with. Well, I mean, there are many ways you could go wrong with the Hulkster, but like at the end of the day. The song is still pure. Yeah. Its message is still pure. <laughs> it still works in 2019 with, you know, eagles and flags. and. There was, there was this one moment on the Joe Rogan podcast where they talked about it, it was, it was one of those stories where the guy jumps in the lion, lion, lion yeah. enclosure yeah, or... and the line fucks him up. It's like, what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> but then they started talking. It was like, they were either drinking or they were high. Like, wh- and it was one of those moments where you wish you were on the podcast and could chime in. Yeah. And it's like, okay, if the line came in, what would his walk on song be? And no one could think of anything. And it's either going to be a John Cena theme <laughs> or I am a <laughs> like a <laughs> Alliance <laughs> walk on song. I love the idea of it coming out to, to John Cena's theme. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's coming along. <laughs> it's going to be what's going to be. <laughs> um, not Ben 101 says, <clears throat> which coffee is best coffee? Oh, okay. Uh, this I'm going. Well, I don't know how much of a deep cut this actually is, but Seattle's best. Like I, I mean, that was the coffee that I drank all the time in undergrad, and it was always it, it was always good to me. Brought me on a nice and easy high. Didn't overload me with you know the sort of caffeinated wilderness of mm. my brain. Also, I was in a class where. Okay, the cafe was right near the forum where I had my class. And is it? A, a, did they serve it in like a dining hall or something? Or no, some buildings would just have like a cafe. Like, okay, and and, and I'm, I'm talking about like Penn State main campus. So we go in, and the forum classroom. This was during a period where we were uh, being well. Classes were being accosted by the the notorious chicken man who what? Uh, he uh, it's a, a student who basically ran around in a chicken costume oh. and would burst in on classes <laughs> and just kind of be disruptive for all of seven seconds and then leave yeah and so you know everyone had a chicken man story for whatever reason i'm just like well chicken man showed up in my class today and it's like well uh he showed up in that class before no but he showed up in the three o'clock one. <laughs> like mine was how did he the, get away um or did no one care no one cared like they were, what are they gonna do like he was in and out to the point where like and it's not like a high school where if that had happened no one would talk about anything else for the rest of the class. Yeah. This was literally, all right, Chicken Man's here, he's gone, we're back to <laughs> learning about <laughs> anthropology. It's just like one of those things of, huh, that was strange. <laughs> all right, well, <laughs> what a weird thing to have happen. So, yeah, I, I, it's just the Seattle's best coffee. It just brings back a lot of good memories, and I enjoy their product. And strangely enough, I haven't had it in a really long time because I just have it. Huh. So, yeah. Huh. Wonder Ooh. if Kutztown sold it. I got a snap. I wonder if it's a. 
How do you get snaps? I have never effed with Snapchat ever. Uh, oh my god. That, Is it that, worth my time? Well, uh, not really, no. Right. Um, but this girl who snapped me, her it's a screenshot of um, like a set of antique um, you know, furniture that she's getting. But she's snapping it to me, and her phone is at 6%. <laughs> like, why are you snapping me this? Is it, uh, I'm, I'm going to uh, charge your phone. Your phone. FieroFan86, and thank you for your donation, says, more RCR diaries, please. Yeah, I know. I have to keep a diary. Uh, the next thing I have to write is the... Um, a retrospective on the uh, Lemons Rally. Hmm. Also love the Noir Fiero video. Yeah, we'll try to do another one of those. And thank you for your donation, sir. Scrolling. Scrolling. Well, they're talking about Chicken Man, so we're getting to the end here. We are. <laughs> yeah. And I'm at the end. Yep, Lane. I remember when Snap was below even the mainstream noise. Okay. We've reached the end of the Super Chats. Thank you so much for everybody who has uh, donated. It is 9.30 at night. Oh, I'm not sure if I want snacks or not. See, I can't really drive that Evolution 9 at night because the headlights are so low. Yeah. I don't want to go out and cruise. I can't, can't eat sheets. Got to eat healthy. Do I have meat thawed? I could just eat chicken. Like, just cook some chicken. That's healthy. Like, chicken and vegetables is healthy in itself. Yeah, just make stuff that you have here so you don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. I mean, you already had, like, well, whatever you'd like to add. I have some. three martinis. Yeah, so that's um, so like you're not going anywhere unless you're walking. Unless I'm walking to yeah, the store. To the store, which um, I mean, you know, it's pan fried chicken, plain fried chicken. There's all sorts of wonderful things you can do with chicken. Wonderful anarchic things. I need to look do. up a good uh, marinade res uh, recipe because I always buy like the family packs and just that's my chicken for the week. Yeah, but. How to make marinades and stuff like that. It's like the bro science thing of how to make chicken appealing. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know. Well, great. You got a bunch of eraser chunks in your rice. <laughs> Regular cars. Seriously, one of one manual CTSV wagon. Check your email. Okay, I'll check my email. Yeah. Uh, chicken pot pie. That's not healthy. Yeah, no. That's just that's it's like, also don't, don't freeze it. Well, I gotta because I buy like the $10 big things of uh, steroid injected breasts. Yeah. And uh, I usually eat one or two of those a day. Mm. What is the official car of Pat Toomey? Oh, shit. I don't even know where to start. Uh, did he have Did he have a 911 or something like that? Because that's going way back to the early 90s. Uh, a politician from Pennsylvania. Do, 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 do. This guy keeps asking the same one, make more videos with analogies. I thought we'd do that a lot. I mean, well, I think uh, along the lines of uh, things that uncomplicate the complicated things of cars in the oh. sense that I forget what video it was, but you took coffee in a water bottle. and were Oh, like that, that was the SW20. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of that sort of thing of it's 
I don't necessarily think they mean analogies like, uh, I don't know, it's colder than Loaded Lux's third round against Calico. And that's a deep cut reference. Well, okay, maybe mm-hmm. not a deep cut to those who get it, but it is what it is. I only have four new emails or five new emails. One's from James THVO Camp. Oh, that's a uh, thing to do later. Uh, Henry Schraff, Crosstrek Hybrid in Rochester. Jimmy Chen, CBR 600RR, Richmond, Virginia. Jakey Gentile, 1979 Trans Am. Nice. Uh, Connecticut. And then Rec for the March meetup uh, question from the live stream. So that's all the emails I have. Uh, Dodge Rampage, yes. Um, Maybe there's an alternate universe where this is a plain review channel. Well, all we got to get is Tony Airlines back. He had like yesterday free and today. He went to the Philly Auto Show for two days. I was supposed to uh, meet up with him on Tuesday, but the thing, like, I just wasn't able to get there. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. It's, uh, but I do plan on going this weekend. I don't know if I'm going Saturday or Sunday, uh, but I do plan on going to film something, uh, even if it's just like a short video or whatever. Um, Because I love conventions, I love (laughs) things. It's funny, Action News was there last Saturday live, and I'm just thinking, like, the tune. Yeah. Jim Gardner's been there for like he has been there longer than you know uh oh gosh, I'm trying to think of like a good analogy of something. Like Jim Gardner has been there longer than Ugh, the Simpsons have actually well that no that's factual though Jim Gardner for mayor <laughs> yeah um uh, okay Doug DeMiro is doing houses now if he can do houses we can do planes yeah um okay I think we're gonna wrap this up I gotta pee like none other yeah and um, I gotta go to rudders and fill up and uh do other things in rudders to their bathroom uh so thank you for joining us on the rcr podcast number 56 hope you guys had a good time this will go up on the shout engine and itunes eventually once i like rip off the audio and then try to do like whatever engineering sound engineering i can possibly do with it yeah so i can't promise that it's going to be great audio but it will be eminently listenable (laughs) so that is what i can promise to you so for the rcr podcast i am nick i'm brian Have a good one, everyone. Good night.